0: <laughs> hey. <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. So, right before we started, you said that you were trying to make a a change in the way that you respond to people's statements and questions. Yeah. But you said that you're trying to change it so that basically, it sounded like you were saying that you don't want someone to start a conversation or you to start into a conversation and change the mood of it. Yeah. And then you said, I don't basically, I don't want to bring the conversation down. Yeah. So what's going on with you lately? That's you've never come across as a negative person. Yeah. So is Wally while well I getting depressed, what's going on?
1: Man, I think I've probably been depressed for longer than I knew. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's just, you know, the world teaches you or, or, or molds you into just dealing and going and not taking much time to reflect or even realize certain things. And, and some, somewhere in, along there you start realizing all that you've, and it's not to say it's the worst because there's always somebody who had it, has it worse. But you you realize all that you've endured, all that you've come through, and then you start analyzing where you are. And you're like, OK. So I'm still not in that place. And then you see things happening around you. And some of the things like my wife tries to tries to help me find balance sometimes because I'll absorb what's going on in the world, whether I, <clears throat> I can do something about it or not it'll have an impact where it's like, man, like if I could just wave my hand and change that, you know what I mean? Like, cause it feels so unnecessary, but then there's just also the, the idea of sometimes you get caught in a moment and I analyze things a lot. And so it went, it used to be someone just say, man, how you doing? You say, I'm good. you good. Yeah, I'm good. And then everybody's going by the business. Like no one really right. wants to know.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's what they want. They just want you to say, "I'm good," yeah, and,
1: and that's it. But I, I found myself sometimes like saying more, and then realizing, "Oh, this person wasn't ready for that." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I, like
1: I, you know, I think everybody that listens
0: to this knows that if I'm gonna respond to something, I always have that two or three seconds before I say something where yeah. I'm actively thinking in my head, like what do I want to say? Right. Not the words that I want to use, but do I want to tell the truth? Right. Or do I just want to let this like easily just slide through? And it's like, I'll get stuck in that loop. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll be like, I don't know, seven, eight seconds before I respond to somebody. Yeah. And on my head, it's just like, do they actually care? Right. I don't think so. Right. But maybe they do. Right. Should I say I'm okay? Right. Or should I say that I hate myself? Right. Or should I say that I'm okay? Yeah. And it, it, and then I'm staring at them and they're staring at me and it's like, whatever, 50-50 chance. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Or it's like, oh, well, actually, right. you know, and then it's like, oh, I got three minutes of shit that I want to say to you. Right. Right. And then you, they checked out, you know, 15 seconds in, like they're done listening. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I made the wrong choice. Yeah. which is now, the, I'm,
1: now I'm stuck in it. The terrible part yeah, where you're like, like I, sh- I wasted my time even saying, it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. and it's a powerful thing because you, your presence can shift. The room real quick. I remember like, this was years and years ago, I was at, I had just went through something crazy that impacted like a whole building of people myself and a whole building of people and essentially everybody in that building was about to be homeless and a good friend of mine who was also in the building he he ran events and and different things and so at that time I was heavy into the the hip hop scene the poetry scene I was battle rapping all these other things was going on and um you know he he was like look man just come out to the event man like you always come out have a good time You know i'll open the mic to you and and this other cat that i was real tight with and you know we're just gonna move people and in my mind the mic has always been a a place to release certain feelings and frustrations and and you know whatever good or bad feelings and when he said i'm opening the mic to you guys my thoughts were not let me entertain these bougie people and make them feel good it was let me explain to them what's going on in the world while they're sipping whatever fancy drink and and yada 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 it's going to give you real and so i went so so far into realness that the guy was with me started going there too and then my man had to run up on stage and say but free drinks for the next five minutes and i'm like oh we went too far was too honest like And I'm looking around the room and people are sitting there like, should I drink anymore? Uh, should I go get my, my expensive car? But it's like, I don't, I, I understand that sometimes you just maneuver and move away. And, but then there's other times where it's like, man, I want the world to stop having so many blinders on or just being in their own bubbles and not, not realizing how much is going on. And, Someone can be right there. You know, I always I, I really despise when people say if I had only known they were going through something and then you find out that person has shown a million signs, even maybe had said directly like, yo, this is tough. And someone was like, you'll be OK. And they just kept going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how come he never said anything? Right. Right. It's like, uh, How come you never listened? Yeah. He at said all. It. At all. But I realize some people look at certain people and expect them to just always be OK. And for the most part, I am always okay, externally. But, you know, a friend of mine I was talking to a couple weeks ago, and he was like, you know, as creators, we spend so much time with ourselves that we have no choice but to reflect on who we are, even when we don't want to. Like, you're just sitting there drawing Spider-Man, and all of a sudden, you're (laughs) questioning something you did in fifth grade. And you're like, yo, (laughs) am I a terrible person for that? And I'm like... Yeah, that's true. I was, I'm like, yo, but people don't realize it's difference when you're a, a freelance illustrator or maybe even a writer and you don't talk to people consistently compared to working in an office where there's people moving around. You might have X amount of meetings. You might have this, that. Like you spend a lot of time in your own head even questioning what you're doing. Like, is this right? Did I paint this right? Did I draw this right? Did I, And there's no one there to say, you're doing a great job, kiddo. Keep it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so you end up feeling terrible about something and trying to internalize and go, on, OK, well, let me go and do this other thing and try to make that good because that what I was just doing sucked. <laughs> and and I think it sucks. And, and, you know, sometimes somebody around you might walk in and say, oh, man, that's pretty good. But then you're like, are you just saying that because you know me and you love me or, or do and you also- mean it?
0: And also what is pretty good means. Yeah,
1: and what is pretty good compared what is, to what, what pretty, what pretty good. <laughs> right. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, but uh, a lot of it is also like you said, it's trying to realize, understand when is the time to share and when is the time to just move along? You know what I mean? Like
0: you get like. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say everybody, but obviously it's not everybody, but on the Internet, right? Yeah. Everybody hates Greta uh, Thornburg, Thornberg. Yeah. You know, the, the, the little activist girl? Yeah. Because she's always ruining the mood. Right. Right? Right. It's like, oh, let's celebrate this. Let's do this. And she comes out with like, you know, the world's going to burn down in 10 years. Right. It's like, hey, she's probably right. Yeah, she could be. Uh, she She's not the scientist. She's just relaying the information, and she's passionate about it. And... Sounds like a pretty big deal. Right. Like, if this shit's really going to happen, we should probably pay some attention to it. We should probably do something about it. Right. But because it's the only thing she ever talks about. Right. She's gotten labeled as, like, there's just this, this annoying little, like, downer. Yeah. Killjoy. like, Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so nobody... If you're always being negative... Even if you're seriously struggling, people are going to quit listening to you. Right. Because it's like, they just can't, they don't want to deal with it. How do you know if you're complaining about like a two out of 10? How do they know when like an eight or a nine? How do they know when it's a serious thing? Right, right, right. You got to pick your battles with what you want to complain about. Yeah. But also, if you just run into somebody on the street, like a acquaintance or a not close friend that you might see. Let's say that you see them three times a year. Right. And just by coincidence when they've been like, Hey, how you doing? And you're like, Oh man, like last week has been rough. And then the next time you see them, you had a rough week. Right. And then the next time, like your dog died. Right. It's like, Oh, it's like, damn, Sean's always got, yeah. Sean's, Sean's a Greta. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, (laughs) It, it just happened to work out that way.
1: But they won't know because right, their they point of know. reference is something down every time.
0: Yeah. yeah. so
1: Yeah. I It's
0: really weird because of somebody that doesn't give a lot of concern to connecting with the gas station employee. Right? When they're like, hey, how's it going? Right. How's your day? Right. And it's like, man. Every once in a while, it kind of like clicks in your brain. It's like, why don't you just, it's like venom, right? Why don't you just tell them? (laughs) Right. Tell them how you're doing for real. And then there is a part of you that wants somebody to care. Mm -hmm. So you want to tell them, even though you know you shouldn't. Right. Unless they like one out of 20 times it slips out. Right. And you tell them. And then you can tell that they just wanted you to say, I'm good. Yeah. And then you feel worse. Right. Because it's like, I opened up to this person. Right. Right. (laughs) You know? Right. And then they just stared at me blankly and like had no response. It's like, okay, well. But you also don't want to dump it on the wife every time. Right. You don't want to constantly dump it on the kids or the best friend. Yeah. Because I've had best friends or friends that let's say you're the one they come to when they got problems. uh, I mean, let's just say your kids, right? Right. Sometimes it's like, man, just deal with it. Yeah. Like just shut up and just like, you think this is bad, right? Like you're in ninth grade. It's going to get so much worse if you can't handle this now. And but that's not good. That's not the right way to respond.
1: Right. But, it's the feeling that comes across, but you know sometimes that random stranger might open the door that you didn't expect to exist too. It's that okay. rare yes. occasion where <laughs> that encounter changes the flow of energy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just so rare. You know, nine and a half out of ten, you're not. It's that's not what that's gonna be. But if it is that right time, it could be an altering moment. You know what I mean? Okay. So what's the right approach then?
0: Are we just flinging out our true thoughts and feelings to everybody we see in the hopes of that one out of 20 that's going to like, I mean, I guess that's how I met you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I came to a convention. You were just some dude. You were nice at your booth, which it's amazing how many people are trying to sell shit at a booth that aren't friendly right it's like why are you here what are you (laughs) right what are you expecting man and then a a year later i came back and i was like my girlfriend tore all your shit up yeah and you were like well, if you buy some more i'll give you some more and i was like okay yeah now that was it i didn't have to tell you that right i could have been like this dude doesn't care that my girlfriend tore my shit up like what's he care about that right I think I told you at the time because laughing about it made it not as big of a deal. Yeah. But also like it happened to so many things. I have a poster right here that's ripped in half, but I just went ahead and framed anyway. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. It's like, that's my reminder,
1: you know? And I think sometimes it's an energy thing, but in our case it was probably here's a connector to this situation that happened. Like I got work from you. This situation happened to the work. I'm gonna share it with you. <laughs> you know, not expecting any reaction, like, oh, he might just be like, oh, damn, that's terrible, and go on. Yeah, but right, right. you know, I've I've never been that type of person to where I remember this lady came in at Heroes one year, and she bought her, and her boyfriend bought some stuff, and I guess they went and ate and sat down and left she left she was in charge of keeping up with the kid and the prince and she left the prince and so from what she said so she comes back around and she's almost in tears and she's like look if anyone comes back with the prince like if someone could just announce over the loudspeaker or something like because my my i don't know if it was a boyfriend husband she's like he, he's gonna be really mad and i could tell in her wow. voice, there was this true fear <laughs> of what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, say less. What did you have? I can't make up for every other person you bought from, but I can give you what you got from me. And if you find them or get them back, then whatever. And so I gave her the stuff. She's, she starts breaking down in tears for real now, and I give her the stuff, and she's like, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, leaves. And there's two other cats beside me, and they're like, man, she probably lied. <laughs> and I'm like, well, whether she was or wasn't, I made a choice. And I'm good with that choice. If it changes the path or whatever, because because the other part of me is like, man, if she's that scared of her boyfriend, then maybe somebody should take him around the corner and put hands and feet on him to say, hey, this is not how you handle things, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the other part of me. But it's like. I can't get involved in the situation because I really don't know the depth of it. I just know when I see somebody that afraid, a child, man, woman, whatever, there's something else there. And so if I can do anything that alleviates this moment a little bit until they figure out something better for their life, then let me do it because it's not going to this handful of prints is not going to end my ability to eat today. Of course I could use the money, but it's not going to end. And I don't think that my art was so amazing that she felt the need to come get repeats of the same thing and come up with this whole story to get artwork. You know what I mean? And she didn't even initially ask for replacements. It was just, if anybody comes across. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, to me, it's just like when I give money to somebody on the street, I don't, I make a decision and I'm not worried about, Once I make that decision to hand that money over, I'm not worried about what they're going to do with it anymore because that's not on me. You know what I'm saying? If they're saying that they're hungry, but they really go buy some some alcohol or they go get in the bins or the Rolls Royce that's around the corner, I still made a choice based on what I felt. Now, of course nobody wants to be hustled, but I have a choice in that moment to say whether or not I feel good about making whatever move or not. You know what I mean? And to me, I don't care what other people think. Somebody who stands in freezing, raining, or hot weather and with a sign all day saying, Hey, that's yeah, work. That's, what? <laughs> that's work <laughs> to me. So I'm not mad at whatever you make from it if you can make an actual living off of it. I'm not mad. I'm is not. that common is that common for you? To see to, people on the phone?
0: No, to give to them.
1: I'm careful about it because though I want my kids to be compassionate and empathetic, I also want them to be smart because I came up with people who would do certain things just to get people to turn their backs, go in their pockets, show them what they had, and then, you know, it's a whole nother situation. So I try to teach them to be aware and just to make solid decisions. Like I tell my daughter, of course, like, yo, never do this on your own. If it's not somebody with you, just in case it goes left, or you ain't got something on you that's going to help you to level that situation out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just be aware of that. But, you know, I, am I, 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 I it's certain moments where it just, it just moves something in my spirit to say, bro, you, you, you got any cash on you? Cause I don't carry cash often. So when I do have from time to time, it's like, yo, I just happen to have this five on me. And sometimes it might be my last five, but I'm like, I'll make a way just like they're apparently going to make a way right now. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's not a like I see here, especially here. Like I see every street that I, I have to hit for main movements through Charlotte. There's someone on the, on the corner there. They don't
0: have tents there yet. Do they?
1: There are people who have built like tent grounds in certain locations. And there was a whole section that was nothing yeah, yeah. but tents and they cleared all of it out. Um, okay. And supposedly, we're, we're, I guess there's some sort of temporary situation that they put up, but, it, you know, it never accommodates for everybody, you know.
0: The, okay. It doesn't have the tent communities on the exit ramps
1: yet. We, we had. That's that where one of them, one of the big ones were okay. well, on, on, the, okay. on the, one of the exit ramps. It was like a yeah. massive situation and under some of the bridges that led to the a- exit ramp. Okay. But then they just had this big sweep where they just came through and moved everything and everybody out, like almost it felt like overnight maybe it took a little bit longer than that but it really felt like overnight um and it was it was a lot going on with that because there were people that were trying to put something else in motion and it was kind of like the city was just like "Nah, we ain't waiting you know and maybe it wasn't that harsh but it it felt like it was that harsh like now nah, we ain't waiting for that <laughs> like you know so but i don't know man we live in such a, a the world. Now, I only want to keep saying the world because a lot of there's a lot of things going on in the world, but there are specific places, and America happens to be one of those places where some people are just in their bubbles, and nothing else really matters. You know what I mean? On a on a large scale and a small scale, you know. Yeah,
0: I like that bubble.
1: The bubble is safe sometimes.
0: T- so twenty years ago or ish right like late teens when you're first starting to like kind of get out of your hometown and see other places when i would go up to charlotte it was like okay this this city isn't scary to me this isn't atlanta right i I don't feel not that atlanta was scary in the way of like something bad's gonna happen atlanta was hard to navigate yeah and back at seventeen, eighteen, when you have map quest, right, printed directions, <laughs> right, it's like this is not an easy place. There's one way streets. Yeah, it, it gets complicated. And the first time I went to Atlanta was during Freaknik.
1: Oh man, it was busy and, then. <laughs> it was active.
0: Streets were blocked off and shut down, and yeah. those were some of the streets that my printed out maps. Right. Like you got to go down this street. And I wasn't comfortable approaching and talking to the partiers like, hey, how do I get here? I mean, it was a little overwhelming. But Charlotte was big enough that it had like skate shops in the 90s. Yeah. It had what was like alternative clothing stores in the late 90s. So anything that you might need that was like, from the bigger world. Right. Cause we didn't get that shit in South Carolina. Right. It was like, let's go to Charlotte for the weekend. We can find spiked bracelets. Right. We, right. right. You can get doc. Mart- you couldn't get doc Martins in Columbia. Right. In 1995. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. And so it always felt like a small, big city. Yeah. Where like, if you go to Denver or Seattle, like Seattle, especially there's, there's 20 cities in Seattle right? where you could live in one of these neighborhoods and you could never leave like a 10 block radius your entire life. Right. And you could get everything. You need lumber. Right. Like, they got it. Right. You need bubble tea. You know, they have that too. Right. Charlotte would just have like one. Yeah. Right. You want bubble tea. There's one spot in Charlotte you could go to. Right. But it's always been the last city of the bigger cities. To get homeless camps. Right. To get those big city problems. Right. You could use the Charlotte bus station and you wouldn't see somebody smoking meth in the alley. Right. It's like, okay, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. And somehow, even now, 20 years later, you're just starting to get the tents on the highway. And it's like, okay, like we might make it. I don't know about your kids, like they probably will have to deal with that in Charlotte. Right. But Columbia is also like not growing, so yep. it feels like if I were to move back to the South, I would want to find whatever city is where Charlotte was twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that I could live there. Yeah. But I don't know if there. I don't even know where that would be. It seems like. Similar to what's going on in Tokyo, everybody near the big city just moves to the big city. Right. They're not moving to, what, like Matthews? Right. Isn't that like a little city right outside of Charlotte? Yeah. Like, they're not moving there. They're just moving. They're moving to Denver. Right. They're not moving to Aurora or Fort Collins. It's just like Denver. Right. Seattle, L.A., New York. So the other towns that you think should be coming up and like taking their place, they're not, everyone's just running into the cities.
1: But well, what I've noticed is also happening is some of those smaller areas when they notice new people trying to come, some of them start putting up roadblocks.
0: Oh yeah. We don't want
1: you. Yeah. We don't want you. Like you're yeah. going to, unbalanced what we have you need to go to charlotte <laughs> like, go true. to charlotte true true because they yeah.
0: don't want they don't want 50 years they don't want to be charlotte
1: right right and and yeah. i don't even know what charlotte is really going to be in 20 years 15 years like it's, it's moving at such an odd pace and stacking in so many weird ways where i go back to my old neighborhood where i spent a lot of life and i don't even know what i'm looking at anymore like I look around I'm like what used to be here what was this yesterday (laughs) like and and so it's just and it's getting harder and harder to find people not even just people from Charlotte but people from North Carolina in Charlotte like there's so many people coming from up north mainly up north and there's some coming from I guess the midwest and the west depending on what they're they're getting into you know with banking and everything being so so heavy here um To where we start looking at like Raleigh and Durham, seeing that a lot of people are going to the outskirts of those two areas because there's more land. You seem to get a little more for your money, but then you're going to a different level of city life when you do that as well. Not to say it's bad. It's just different. If you've been in Charlotte for X amount of time, you know what I mean? You have to relearn the landscape and where things are and if things are even there. To like your your point, I could just go up the street and I know that I've got this, this, and this because downtown Charlotte is here, and then there's this thing that it connects to downtown, that's got this, and then there's that. And so, you know, it's it's a it's a it's an interesting evolution. But for me, Atlanta was the opposite. Atlanta felt like uh and Atlanta was inspiring because it was so different from Charlotte. And for me, it was the first place I saw where there was a lot of financially stable black people. And I was like, Whoa,
0: what, Uh, what, uh, what age are you talking about when you
1: had this realization? This was like 15, 16. Oh yeah. Really? Okay. yeah. And it was because it may
0: be a difference in how we grew up.
1: Well, well, it was also, there was an older cat who had who we knew who had went into the military and came back home and he started talking about expanding, your your viewpoint by getting out of work what you're used to like you guys are so used to North Charlotte and every once in a while going to East Charlotte and on occasion ending up on the west side or the south side or something but there's things outside of that like you need to that's, break the border
0: that's because you grew up in Charlotte right so there's just the different levels had I grew up in Beaufort right right, right? and then I moved to Columbia
1: yeah you I probably would have been
0: like yeah. Columbia's Columbia is just big enough. Right. But then when I go to Charlotte, I probably would have been scared of it. Right. Right. There's always that, that bigger city. Like there's the comfortable one, yeah. but it's comfortable relative to what you're used to. Right. And like Columbia right. to Charlotte wasn't a big jump. Whereas Columbia to Atlanta was like, yeah, massive yeah. jump. Cause I remember the first few times I've been to, I didn't go to Philadelphia until I was 30. Mm-hmm. And that city was terrifying at 30. <laughs> I don't know if you spent a lot of time there. And I don't know if it's where I went because yeah. I didn't go there and explore the entirety of
1: Philadelphia. It, yeah. I went
0: right near the Eagles Stadium. Right. And it was, you know, those streets you see. I'd never seen this shit before where you've got houses on both sides and everybody is parked on the street. Yeah. On both sides of the street. Yeah. And you got to drive your car in between those. (laughs) And if another car is coming down the road. Right. Like somebody's got to back up or park or figure something out. Yeah. But every main intersection with a stoplight, people were doing that shit I'd never seen before where they come try to clean your windows.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or they want to sell you flowers or balloons. And it was like, yeah, wow, this is, this is totally new. So now when I go to Atlanta, I'm like, oh, this, what was I scared of? Like Atlanta's cool. Like I've actually gone there for fun and had a good time. But on the occasions that I've had to go to, well, so I went to Chicago once Hmm. when I was pretty young and it was just on the Greyhound and I had a really long Greyhound layover. So I kind of like Walked around near the Greyhound station. Yeah. Which I've learned since then that Greyhound station was in like the worst part yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. But I just went there a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, I've been scared of Chicago like my whole life. Right. Cause you also hear the statistics, right? Like yeah. murder capital. Yeah. And it's like, man, why do people want to go here? We went and it was awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: That's like one of the cooler cities I've been to in any country. And I was right. like, oh, this is, this is great. But I guess you just you just don't see that. You got to go looking for it, right? A, a tourist to Chicago was not going to accidentally end up in Murder sir, Chicago. Sir.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, so it's the it's the there's the tour side of anywhere, right? You go to Jamaica, there's a tour side, but then there's also the people who are just trying to survive and whatever that might mean. You know what I mean? So yeah. you step off that resort <laughs> without the right people around you. It might be a different thing, right? I think most of the cities in America are have a similar thing where if you stay in, this, in certain places, you could encounter someone from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you never know who's out and about as well. But yeah, on average, if you stay within these certain parameters and if you even now, – now, L.A. may be one of the few places where those parameters don't apply.
0: So I have yet to make it. I haven't been there. So
1: in L.A. L.A. is a little different because of how it's spread out and how it's broken down and how deceiving palm trees can be to somebody, uh, you know, and you think that you're in one place and don't realize Paradise. everything is everything here. Like, you know, um, but with most places like Baltimore is one of those cities you can walk and see beautiful things and then take two more steps and it doesn't look as beautiful again. I've had that experience there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but I think also just kind of trying to understand the rules of navigating different locations impacts as well. But, but for the most part, if you are in tourist mode and especially if you stay where you're supposed to be or you have some sort of guide to that city, which is why I never understood on a street level when people say, I'm not checking in when I go nowhere. And I'm like, why not? If you know someone somewhere who can move you through places, even just taking violence and danger out of the way, like just to make sure you don't get lost, just to say, I know this city, I can move you around and make sure you're good. Why would you not touch bases with those people so that you can at least be aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it, you know? So I think,
0: I think that, is probably 75 percent of the issue that i ever had because when i was younger we didn't have these phones yeah you had to know ahead of time right when and where and how and you had to be prepared with yeah papers (laughs) that you could follow (laughs) and those papers weren't always right right like gps nowadays i would say like 99 times out of a hundred it's right. There's the occasional place I'll have to go to out here. That's on a dirt road where it's a little off. Right. But it's never like the wrong road. Right. It's just maybe the turn for the weird dirt driveway. Right. Right. To the house. That's a mile off the road. Right. Isn't in the right place. But that feeling of, okay, I'm 16. I'm in Atlanta. I can't go the way this paper says I'm supposed to go. Now yeah. I got to just walk up to someone that I don't know and ask them how to get somewhere, which is a already huge, a huge, you like,
1: in a lot of situations because you're telling someone <laughs> that you're a tourist now, like you're saying, I don't <laughs> know anything about that.
0: Yeah. Now you just, I mean, I went to a different country where I didn't speak the language and my phone told me exactly right what to do and where to go. And it, right. that takes that entire fear of like, oh God, I'm lost Right, out of it. Yeah. So it may never have really been much of violence or people right. as just not knowing not knowing where the fuck you are That's a or scary how to thing, get where period. you're supposed to go.
1: Not knowing <laughs> can just be, you know, it, either you embrace it and just go wherever it goes or you're completely petrified. And I will say for me, when the first time first few times going to Atlanta, I had somebody with me who was familiar with Atlanta. So I didn't even have to think about. I don't know how to navigate, you know, they automatically knew they took us to the to every neighborhood. They took us to college campuses. They took us to the Wu, the Wu store that was open at the time, <laughs> like they, anywhere we wanted to go. It was like, yo, I'm gonna make sure you get there. And then as I got older, I got stupid because I would travel with the partners who had this mind state that I had, like, well, if we run into a problem, we just deal with the problem, not realizing at the time, this ain't your home turf. (laughs) Like if you run into a problem, you need to understand the way of the world that you're in. You can't do certain things in some places that you might be accustomed to where you're coming from, or you might do something that is disrespectful. It's no different than traveling to certain countries and there's certain customs and ways that things are done and you think i can just do that and they're like no we don't do that here (laughs) like that's that's not cool that's not acceptable so having to learn and mature in that aspect as well of let me blend in and become a part of the culture and understand and respect the culture and i'm using culture widely on whatever the environment is and how things function there more than trying to break the wave of it to identify like well i'm here now I'm 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 here. We doing this. We doing like, nah. And and I'm a low key person anyway. So I'd rather be in and out silently and yeah. respectfully than to cause noise that shifts anything about you know where you are. But yeah, I, I I totally understand what you're saying. I guess I had never really even like my even to this day. My mom, if I tell her I'm going certain places where I've been a million times, she's like, well, who's going with you? I'm like, I'm I'm going by myself. She's like. You, you no 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 no. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you need to reach out to somebody. Says, and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm I'm okay. I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, but I don't even stop and think from that standpoint. There's things I take in consideration, but ultimately, once I I know I gotta go and do it, I just it's where I gotta go. It's what I gotta do. You know, for whatever the reason. You know what I mean? I am a little more cautious there's certain states in america i don't have no need to be in and then oh, uh, <laughs> a, like where alabama uh <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> mississippi you um,
0: you avoid those places if there's like a com alabama doesn't have
1: conventions right i don't know that's the problem hey, i couldn't even tell you I, because <laughs> i i won't know and it's no disrespect to the solid people there but I have I'll never drive through Mississippi, Alabama, like none of those parts of the, Arkansas? of the Arkansas, none of that. OK, none of Unless I'm like 18 cars deep with a with a lot of well-prepared people to 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 go to all out war, because the history you, there is just not. You know what I mean? Do you wonder why?
0: The large communities of black people that still live there still live there. No, they just have. Okay, go ahead.
1: No, yeah, no, I think I think it's it's no different than why anybody is what you know, are where they are circumstance or comfort or just what you're used to. So being an outsider. Coming in. You attract a different attention. And and you start to become aware of what the natives have already been dealing with. You know, for whatever the reason, you know what I mean? Like growing up, I know people, I lived in the projects, I lived in trailer parks, I lived in whatever parts of whatever. And I didn't, sometimes I didn't even realize what the circumstances looked like to other people because it was just everyday life to me. This is what I got to maneuver and deal with, you know what I mean? And I think that that's often the case. This is just what I got to maneuver through and deal with. And if I get into a better position, I'll step away. I'll go to another situation, but I got to get there. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what it normally is in most cases. And maybe there's 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 a resistance or tolerance, not tolerance, but it's come to a place where, you know, you expect certain things and you just you know how to maneuver. It's the same thing as going to Atlanta for the first time. The people that's there understand these streets are gonna be blocked off. I better not go out at this time, so or I'll move this way. It's the same way.
0: thing. It's the same thing for you as it was for me, just reverse.
1: Just yeah, a little different, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. cause cause I'm not stopping to ask certain people nothing in Alabama if they that's don't awesome. if they don't carry themselves and look a certain way. I'm like, okay, I'm not even gonna have that conversation. Which we is, we should
0: take a trip. You and me, we should start. In Atlanta and just drive West until we get to like New Orleans. Mm. Is that right? Geographically?
1: I don't know. I'll go to New Orleans though.
0: I think that that would take you through those three States, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas. Mm. So we just take a road trip and we take a, we take a GoPro and we just get out at the gas stations and we buy boiled peanuts and, are we, we nod our, to the locals? You know, are our our guns
1: are guns uh, legal there? <laughs> I just want to
0: make sure. I don't know, but we could check. <laughs> we could check.
1: I mean, like I got a cousin; he drives through those areas all the time, hasn't had an issue. But he's also military, and he has things that identify that on his vehicle. And I don't know if that makes a difference or not, you know. And I've got other relatives who got caught up in some tough situations there. That when it was all said and done. Even with them, if they would have fought through the situation, it might not have ended well. You know what I'm saying? It just happened, something opened up, and they were able to get out of it. And these are, these are people who I know can hold their own in any regular scenario. You know what I'm saying? But when you start would talking you feel, about...
0: huh? Would you feel no different doing that? <clears throat> Let's say you had to do that for some reason, right? Yeah. You had to make a trip through those states driving. Yeah. If you do that solo, or if you did that with me... Would your concerns alleviate at all that like I got a white friend?
1: Or Well, you're a different white or friend. Or is it because
0: of me that you'd be like, oh, this isn't any better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're a different white friend. You got tats and, and so I don't So they okay, might look at you okay. like, oh, what the hell the hell is going
0: so on? So I here? might make the situation worse.
1: I don't know. I don't know. You know
0: scary I, white guy and scary black guy. Right. Like right, not, right. And they're friends.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, there was okay. a point where, you know, I might have looked at it like it could make a difference. But then you start understanding, like, it's just a, it's just the mind state of whoever you encounter and you just never really know. You know what I Have mean? Have you had
0: a bad experience there or just you just don't want to fuck with it? No,
1: nah, just just from experience me personally, I hadn't spent enough time in some of those areas I haven't ever been to. So I haven't personally spent enough time, but other people I know what, you know, things that they encountered or dealt right. with. Or even hearing from people who live in those areas, some of the things that they have encountered or seen happen, and of course, there's bad things that, that can happen anywhere. It just seems that some places people feel a little more comfortable being a certain way, and so now it becomes even if I, even if I, I overcome the scenario, what comes? What's the cost of overcoming that scenario? You know what I mean? Like so, it becomes like I'm not gonna go to this because I know what's probably going to, what could be the outcome. And I don't yeah. have to be there. You know what I mean? Like, that's I don't how have to I be
0: always, there. that's funny. Cause that's how I always felt about like Philadelphia or Chicago. It's like, wh- why? Like why? It'll probably be fine. Right. But if some shit does happen, I didn't have to go here. I didn't have to do this. Right. So why even put myself in that position? Right. But, while we were talking, I kind of had a realization, all of the, don't go to Chicago, don't go to, I didn't go to Atlanta for years. Hmm. And it was, uh, there was another, my, my dad moved near Jacksonville and he was always like, don't go to Jacksonville. Hmm. Like just drive straight here. Right, you know, he lived like thirty minutes south of Jacksonville or whatever. Right, he's like, get gas up north before you get to Jacksonville, and just drive straight. Right, you know. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm sure Jacksonville's fine, but I, you know, whatever. Yeah, I would go to a place, and I would have an experience, and mostly before I was twenty, and then for years it was just don't go there right don't go there you don't go there but now i've started to go there yeah i was like oh this place is cool right it was just me having one bad experience and i mean honestly i didn't even nothing happened to me in atlanta <laughs> i didn't right. even have a bad experience right it was just like a, a people pre- minute, pre- just a feeling these right? things, yeah i felt that way about like going to the beach. Like, I don't want to go to the beach. I don't want to sit in the sand. I don't want to get in the water. (laughs) Right. I hate the sun and I hate doing nothing. And so you go to the beach, you sit in the sun and you do nothing. And so for three days, right. I got, I got to go for three days. (laughs) And if you know, Myrtle beach, it's not the Caribbean, right? Like it's, it's brown water. Yeah. Literally. And you, you can get water to your ankle. And you can't see your
1: feet. You can't see your feet. Yeah, and,
0: and that's like this. Not this. Isn't this? Isn't it? Right,
1: right. So I never Especially wanted to go after to the you've beach. Seen that there's other water out there. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. But you make these decisions when you're young, and you're just like, nah, I don't like this. It, it could be fucking like an onion, right? Right. No, I don't like onions. Yeah. But then, 15 years later you like accidentally eat an onion and a salad or something. You're like, Oh, what is fuck? That's a, that's an onion.
1: Yeah.
0: Th- th- these are good. It's not that you bad. Know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that I just had these experiences when I was young and didn't like it and just said like, fuck it. Yeah. But now it's mostly, I'd say thanks to like girlfriends that force you to do this shit. Right. You can't say you're not going to the beach with your girlfriend you have to go right and it's like either i find out that oh i do kind of like i actually like this or i can find aspects of this that i can enjoy for three days yeah and then i can go back home right and i think it's just that long lasting thing in your brain just telling you no you don't like this but then you go and you do it, or you try it again, or you go to a place, you do a thing. It's, it's like, 20 year twenty-year-old oh, me didn't like this, but you know that was half a life ago, right? Like that shit right. changes, but you'll never know that it that it changed if you don't try it.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. Like I'm going through that with green peppers right now. Like, you know, trying, I hated them. Trying to I hate trying em. to understand like. Do I really hate them, or is it just this preset notion? And, I, and, I, I like certain, and it's, it's interesting because all the areas that people, all the areas that people growing up, the places people would say don't go, I never feared going because I understood an aspect of the environment. And even though it was different, it still was that feeling of knowing it, so there was a certain comfort within it for me like going to chicago going to baltimore being in philly being in new york it was you know a different it was a different world but there was similarities to to aspects of those worlds that just felt like well i know this and even though i know that this isn't the safest thing in the world or or whatever that it may be to some people it's familiar and i can navigate it but i just have to respect what it is and what's different about it and if i can learn that part then i can move differently like of course going up north realizing you definitely ain't just running around saying what up to everybody you see (laughs) because they move on a different type of time up north you know what i'm saying and and saying hi is gonna make you look like a sucker (laughs) and everything else you know so knowing that you greet anybody like that no i don't but (laughs) (laughs) But that if that feeling ever crossed your mind, like just know <laughs> that that might not be the place to do it to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, cause a lot of people in New York it's, Hey, I got, I'm on the go. I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm moving, you know? Um, but certain areas you just, I, I being, being, being a, a black man, you know, the history there. So you look at the area and you think this could be a beautiful place, but there's still this underlying thing that I'm not sure. If I encounter it from a certain place, I don't know how to, how to maneuver through it. Is and there
0: a, is there a part of you when you see like a beautiful Southern I don't want to use, if I use one word, it's going to, it's going to automatically taint your answer. Let's say there's a large home mm-hmm. on a large area of land, right? Right. right. <laughs> and it's got, was it the Spanish moss or whatever? Yeah, those those, those willow trees. Yeah, and it's and it, it's got a like a lake in the background. It's like this shit looks beautiful, mm. but is there is there an automatic link in your head where it's like,
1: nope? Like, it's it's beautiful, certain, yeah. but if it's in certain places, it's like, yeah, I, I don't. It automatically take away because now it becomes because you know what do I got to do to survive that? <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Like it, even my wife loves old style. She loves all, all types of things and structures of houses and whatever, but she likes plantation houses. The look oh, of you.
0: you use the word, man. I was trying to not.
1: That's that's I hate them. I hate <laughs> okay. as soon as I see them. I don't care what they've done to them on the inside. My mind is like, <laughs> hell no. I don't care if it was a gift. I don't care <laughs> if they just bowled it up and handed it to me. It's like I'm knocking all those columns down like everything's got to be reworked for me to even feel comfort with it. Yeah. yeah. And and the reality is every house built like that didn't have anything to do with the history that comes along with the idea of plantations. But there's a part of me like I've seen people who went back and bought plantation houses and reworked things about them just because they felt like for them, this is how I reclaim that. And, right, and right. Yeah. But for me, it's like that doesn't. That doesn't feel good. That feels like I just gave somebody money who may have been tied to this thing that did this thing that I can't stand for or stand on. And that's just me. I don't not, I don't look bad at them because to them they're they're taking a step in a different direction and I respect it. But for me, it's just like, "Ah, mm, there's no amount of paint that you can put on this house. (laughs) That's going to make me feel, you know, good about it. It, Especially if I find out that it did have some sort of history. So it's, it's a there's psychological like that, thing, you
0: know. Well, there's that pet cemetery aspect to it, right? Like I don't I don't want to build a house on an Indian graveyard.
1: Right. Like
0: right. why sh- why would I? Right. Like we're talking about don't go to Chicago. Yeah. Don't go to Alabama because you're putting yourself in the scenario. Right. It's like well, I'm also not going to take my chances with some weird Indian curse shit because I live here. Like I'll just Right. Right. Let's just move down the street a little bit. Yeah. Is this one on a graveyard? No. Like, okay. Yeah. okay.
1: like Maybe, yeah, maybe like this to, is all right. To me, it's no different when my partners would be like, we're going to go to this club. And I'm like, didn't 50 people get shot there last week? Yeah. And didn't 20 get shot <laughs> there the week before? Yeah. But men, them DJ, yeah, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to DJ at home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know that there's a, the possibility is heightened <laughs> in, at that club for it to be a problem. You know?
0: Why the why does South Carolina and Georgia get a pass? Mm. Is there a different feel for you there? I, I, like once you leave Georgia, like that's, that's the zone. Yeah. But like, if we if we you go back, like Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, mm-hmm. they were all, mm-hmm. they were all the, they were all part of the same group. Yeah. But um, i have have we progressed? Like we mean in like South Carolina? Has South Carolina kind of?
1: I think it's that thing that you talked about before, like, um, because South Carolina and Georgia were introduced to me throughout growing up. I was aware, but still found a certain ability, or maybe even comfort, to navigate and be certain places. That and it felt. I'm not even going to say. If, if maybe if those other areas had been introduced in the same timeline of Georgia and South, and even in Georgia, though, there's certain parts of Georgia. It's like I don't know if I really want to be there, if I can help it. You know what I'm saying? But well, these parts yeah, in Atlanta, yeah. cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, even at one point, you know, I had there was people that would say, "Be aware of Savannah," even though Savannah is a beautiful place. be like there are still things undertones and things that happen so just you know be aware but i think there was a, a population and there was certain things that were also transpiring within that and i think for me i'm always aware any part of the south you might run into certain things certain groups certain energies but over here it seems like they get away with more over here it I, seems like there's been more recent you know issues right. that have come you know to light and you know i think if
0: if you look at somehow i don't understand this one right people talk about virginia yeah and it gets thrown in as like that's a southern state yeah and it's like eh, i mean it 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 was at a time and you right. go there they do have some questionable statues Right, and shit, that, that I think they just recently like took down, but for some for some reason, to me, it's like, eh, no, it's not. Right, it's it's up there. You're almost in D.C. And right, no one's no one's you know making southern jokes about D.C. Right, and then Tennessee turns into just music. Yeah, Tennessee's just the, a music state. Yeah, North Carolina has the word North in it. Right, so it gets a pass.
1: Right, even though Northerners so, still look at it <laughs> very much, the yeah. South. yeah.
0: But the, I don't think that Southerners do. Yeah,
1: like, well, some do and some don't. It depends on who you're talking to. It's yeah. weird.
0: Well, South Carolina to me would That's, be the be, the beginning if we're moving south, right? That starts the true south. Like, we're in the south. Yeah, but then Florida has become its own thing. Right, Florida is just Florida. Right it's not the South, it's it's Disney World, it's beaches, right, and it's weird fucking like political shit going on, like mind-blowing shit in Florida that's not going on yeah. anywhere else. It's like, okay, Florida just be Florida.
1: And then there's a lot of cultural diversity in Florida too, yeah,
0: with with the immigration and all of this shit too. so because I know if you go far enough. It's just like Latinos, like the entirety. So
1: yeah, yeah it's just Haitians, to me, it, Jamaicans,
0: Cubans, it's like, lost. Yeah. It's lost that Southern. And then I think Georgia has so much culture that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody loves Atlanta for the most part, especially the, the music. Right. Um, people love the fact that there's the Coke factory there. And it's like, Oh, let's go to the yeah. Coke factory.
1: Yeah. Lots of different food. It's kind of
0: become. I don't know. Maybe some of it to me also has to do with like the success of like their football team, like the college team yeah. or it's like, Oh, they got a, they got a big school. Like yeah. I, I'm not sure. G- Georgia just doesn't, have that sound to it. I think if you tell somebody you're from Georgia maybe the Braves, the Falcons, the Bulldogs. You know what, Lil Wayne, is he right. from Atlanta?
1: New Orleans, but he he resides okay. there currently. Yeah.
0: There've been some very popular Oh yeah. Atlanta-based yeah, artists.
1: You got T.I., you got, T. And, you got okay. um young dro you got shorty Low. there's a there's a ton the whole snap music wave outcast in the dungeon family oh
0: i think okay
1: yeah right, right. and that's not even getting into the social death and the r&b side of atlanta so yeah
0: i think it's once once you hit over one more state though it does no one when i tell people from i'm from south carolina i may get like a redneck joke yeah or a, a southern the way you talk joke Right. But nobody's like, oh, you fuck your cousins. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. like that's specifically reserved for Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi. Yeah. Like, those are the states where you start to get like, that's become like the South. Yeah. And is it just because like they don't contribute shit to like anything I mean, cause, else? Cause still like, sp- what are they
1: doing? There's sports that comes out of that region, you know, no, and no. athletes that come out of that region. Alabama? Yeah. That, yeah. That's it? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's because it feels like that area, the governing parties, not even necessarily the everyday people, but the governing parties still move on the old South vibes. And 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 so it gets stuck in a, a place where it feels like people talk about South Carolina, they talk about food, they talk about uh, the arts, they talk about the, the, the different vacation op- options, people, talk yeah, you know what I'm saying? They talk about Georgia. It's all these other things. And a lot of it is it, is Atlanta itself.
0: Savannah, like you said,
1: but it's Savannah. Yeah. You know, and, 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 but because of those staples, it pulls people away from the other idea of what the South is. And then of course, like you said, Florida has become its own entity such a mixing pot of cultures and pol, and then it's the politics so there's all these other things that have separated it in a lot of ways where on the map this is all the south but when you start looking at the way it's handled it's like no that's the old south this is whatever Uh this new south is you know what i'm saying yeah it's weird but at the same time i understand it it makes sense. Yeah, and, and I don't just, know if it ever changed, you know. I maybe I think
0: they're stranded, right? They're just kind of like, just in like this shithole area too, where, like, I've driven through. We had to go to Arkansas; that's where Joni's family is from. Yeah, like two, three years ago. Yeah, and driving through there was just like, man, this place, like this whole, the entire area that we saw was like old abandoned buildings, wooden buildings, like shit you would see in like Red Dead Redemption. Right. Right, like the street with like saloon doors and Yeah. like the general store. Right. It's like generals. Like get a fucking <laughs> CVS. Like <laughs> right. you have a general store? Right. Yeah. And it's like this place has not progressed at all. It's it's still 1900 or some right. shit here. But right. I asked like where's the big city? And she's like, "Well, Little Rock is the big city." Right. It's like hours away and it isn't. It's not like Columbia, even. Right. It's it's still like it's the biggest, but it's still very small. I was like, "Could we go there?" And she's like, "No." I'm like there's no point. There's right. there's nothing there. So right. I think maybe there's so many other options, right? Yeah. If we were 50 different countries and you wanted to leave Alabama and go to Illinois, you want to go to Chicago. You probably have, there'd be a lot of paperwork. Maybe there'd be some shit you have to take care of. Yeah. But because we're all States, it's like, Oh, I just drive there. Right. And then I'll just live there. Right. I'll get a job and I'll, I'll be good. So there's why? why stick around and rebuild like just go somewhere else. that's already done. Yeah. Right. So I guess they're just going to get, have you been to any of those cities like in Detroit or around Detroit where they say the entire like subdivision is just empty homes and just nobody lives
1: there. Like those empty
0: towns where there's just not shit happening
1: and everybody left in Detroit. No, but I you know, I've watched I've heard people from there talk about them and I've watched footage of people going there to try to figure out if they want to the buy up land and things like that. And it's tough to to imagine like that's a real thing, you know, and and I guess it's a prime example of how something can be something one moment and then become almost nothing the next. You know, and you have to and then you look at the infrastructure of what fell apart to let that happen you know what i'm saying and yeah it's um it's a little it's a little depressing in ways but i haven't personally walked through no 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 area like that in detroit myself but i've I've heard the stories and seen pictures and it's like wow seen video footage it's like wow it's really a ghost you can't even call it a ghost town. I guess it's a ghost section. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's
0: a lot of the shit I've seen from there. Is like, these are modern houses, yeah, and they're just gone. But, mm-hmm. and in like Arkansas, it was just old, and even if it wasn't abandoned, like people aren't maintaining their shit. Right. They just live in this like house it looks like they built. Like they did the best they could and this right. is what they came up with. Or their their great great grandparent right built right. it and then they've just inherited it throughout the generations. Yeah. And that's it's free. So like why that 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 part. Why why move, I guess? It's like yeah. you got I- internet and you got a leaky roof, but it's have somewhere to stay. I don't have so to worry just... about no one taking this from me. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not moving in next door. Like right. I'm not building my house next to that dude's house.
1: Yeah. So I think there's Well, once oh. once the once that happens, then you start going down the road of like my old neighborhood. As soon as the first two story house got put in there, we knew it was over. <laughs> it was like, oh man, like Now that 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 one that was built and someone's moved in, it can't just be this anymore. Like it's going to be others coming in and saying, hey, I need this land. And you started seeing people get offers for the houses that weren't good offers. And you start seeing taxes go up because this one house was built and that house impacts the entire block. And you're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now that house is new. This house been here for 800 years. Like it was a cave before we put doors on it. Like what do you mean this house's taxes go up because that house is going and then the second one comes and then the third one. And then weird signs that say like weed and seed community. This is a weed and seed community. What, what do you what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know to oh. this day what the hell <laughs> that means. Okay. Like so it's like y'all weeding something out and seeding something else in. Like what are you telling me? So mm-hmm. then you start seeing older people lose their homes because the taxes have shot up so high. And even if their kids try to help, they got their own situations and they can only do so much. And, you know, before you know it, that whole neighborhood has shifted.
0: And hey, so, so what you're saying is one person can make a change,
1: right? I pan- just- well, I won't say one person. <laughs> I'll say one contractor that comes in and says, hey, we can do this on that. And, and, and that, that it is over. I remember sitting in meetings when I, the, the small time I, I worked for the city of Charlotte and they were looking at land and just saying what they could do with the land and the way that they were zoned looking at things for zoning. It's like, my God, you can really take that piece of land that only had this one thing on it. That seemed to be all could work there and turn it into sky rises and, and, and parking decks and, and duplexes and, and then as time progressed, I started seeing everything happening. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. And then the people who were there all along can't afford to be there anymore. You know, a few of them fight and hold on and try to, you know, work through it. But you start seeing it change so rapidly. And and that's where we started getting into gentr- gentrification, where it's like, okay. it's it's a like uptown Charlotte used to be projects. Like it was all projects and bank buildings. And someone said, this doesn't look good for us. We got to move that out. We got to change it because we need to bring everybody on the outskirts to the inside and everybody on the inside, push them out. You know what I mean? Is that that
0: newer in like the last 10 year, like hipster
1: area? I mean, every part of downtown at one point, like two of the most notorious projects in Charlotte, three were downtown.
0: Do you know where Blood, Sweat, and Tears Tattoo Shop is? It's on like Monroe.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very familiar with Monroe.
0: Road. Yeah. Okay. If you head down that road a certain direction, and this probably was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. it was all brand new. And it was all like like matcha latte coffee yeah, shops yeah. and Boba tea and fucking weird ass ice cream. Like that. You the kind of, you scrape yeah and yeah. make circles out of or whatever. Yeah. And it was like this. You're, you're at one end of the street and it's just like tire shops. Right. And then you drive down enough and then it's like, bam, like glass fronted yep. strip mall, like A whole nother world, you know, fancy lighting outside. And then it's yep. like, Oh, this this must be new.
1: Yeah. And so so Wait. and that's not even considered that's that's a part of downtown, but it's not even really considered downtown. Like, that's the entryway to okay. what's really downtown. Seventh Street, Monroe Road, all that leads into but the central hub, right where the where the where the, the Hornets play used to be surrounded by projects. Like before they built that. Hornet Stadium, before they built the Panthers Stadium, it was all boarded okay. up buildings, and you know They'll, what I mean?
0: Before Carolina got that team? Yeah. Or even when the stadium was still there? Even there even when they started building
1: on. it, there was stuff, okay. but they, they started slowly, alright, let's clear now, this out. Let's get that this That area is
0: super nice now near oh, the Panthers Stadium.
1: Man, Piedmont Courts was one of the last places that they, they moved out, and when I saw them build a beautiful park, I said, oh, Piedmont Course is gone. Like, they're not building that for the folks who currently live there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they're finna move all that out. Is, and, it, is it fucked up or is it the way
0: shit is, or is it both?
1: I think it's all oh. that is there good
0: to it? Like, is it a positive in a way? Or? it's good
1: for the new people that's coming in, like, oh Charlotte's so beautiful. It's great for them. You know, but Yeah, the people who were there before, some of which are there because of circumstance. They're not given much of a chance. You know, they'll do something like, say, we're going to keep a few affordable spots over here just so that they can get certain funding or certain grants or meet certain requirements, you know, things of that nature. But you think about how many families are impacted when this happens and. In most of these cases, it's not even like that place that they were living was built to the best accommodations from the beginning. But someone went there. You had someone's grandmother who went there and built a little garden and was was, you know, feeding people or had flowers or whatever. Who's been there for X amount of years because this is what she can afford. This is what whoever can afford. Like people forget everybody's not making six figures and even six figures today. Say it. Isn't what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like every every week, me and my wife talk about how much groceries are the cost of everything, but especially groceries because you got to eat. And it's like, how are people supposed to function? Somebody out there is making plenty of money, but it's not all of us. You know what I mean? And I think there's a there's a balance to how things are done, but so often the people that are seen as the bottom are cast to the side to make way for whatever new. And if that ever crumbles, then I guess, uh, we'll just build something else. But so I, I don't know, man, like it's, a, it's a mixed bag from, for to me, because I know there have been people who have lost places, even homes that somebody's great grandmother bought, they were maintaining it. Then the taxes went up. And they were just getting by paying what they were paying as it was. And then these, ta- my aunt is going through it right now where her taxes shot up tremendously. And she's been in the same place. Uh, maybe almost 20 years. What's a? you don't have to tell me
0: her situation, but what's an example of like, when you say tremendously,
1: like, like- I know people who had, Seventy, eighty thousand dollar price uh, tax increase when they came and did the oh, reevaluation sh- of the property. Now keep in mind, this property has had no changes, no nothing added to it. Just the maintenance needed to keep it where they can right. live and be but comfortable. The, the land value, the land you know. value, because of the property up the street right. or the property right. two houses yeah. down, has now gone up tremendously. It's not about the house at all. Who cares about the houses on it? We want this this lot, this plot of land, and so and, and this is an old tactic that's been used for a long time. Push the taxes uh, okay. up to a point where people can't afford it. They eventually have to let it go, or the city can come in and take it. You know what I mean? So, it's a sad thing. Now, I mean, my aunt is fortunate in being able to still push, and she's going through appeals. And there's other people that are going through appeals, but you realize so many people don't even know they can appeal and say, "Hey, I don't think that value is right." Come back. Let me see what you're grading my home on and, and let's and come back and reevaluate that. And even then, you still might not win. But it's the fact of pushing to slow down that process to try to find other ways to maintain. So. There was a lot of underhanded things that happen with some of these situations. I know every situation is not the same. Somebody might literally just come in and say, hey, I like this neighborhood. I'm going to buy that house and remodel it. That does happen, too. But. It's a lot of predatory situations, a lot of people coming in and saying, hey, we'll just take these, we'll get these three, and that's going to force these other three to have to adapt or get gone." you know? So, so there's, you know, you ask, is it good or bad? And it, it's all it's always going to be a viewpoint, perspective thing, right? Like, anytime you can alleviate problems and people can be walking around smiling and you know, sipping their latte with their name <laughs> scribbled on it. Yeah, you know, uh, anyone's gonna like that peace of mind, right? But the problem is, if there's an area that's rough and has a lot of things going on, first you got to look at what led to it becoming this. Then you got to look at what can you do to not just cover it up or push it away, but what do you do to help change what's happening in that location or with the people of that location who have had to survive whatever this is for however long like that that chop shop is there for a reason it's not always just someone woke up and said let me be let me do some illegal stuff (laughs) somewhere in there someone said hey there's a way to make money doing this and it's going to be more than what you'd get over here at this place that you maybe can't even get the job at or you know whatever the situation is and so someone takes it and you know crime happens in every walk of life. It's just more beautified in certain places because they have lawyers to make it look, I'm going to rob you, but I'm going to rob you the legal way. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't have to put a gun to you to do that. I I have these other ways of taking your money or whatever. So I think if, if you're going to come in and change areas, then truly bring in change and help find ways to, bring a value of life or understanding of what a value of life is because if someone has lived a certain way sometimes they're not used to this other thing and it's, it is odd i know people who are not comfortable in those type environments because it feels too peaceful it's like oh my god like i don't have to look over my shoulder and people are smiling like why are they smiling? what the fuck are they smiling for like you know what i'm saying it's, it's like oh because they're happy 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 what they're happy about like you know what i'm saying like so and it's a it's a state of mind it's a dynamic it's genetics it's all these things that have been built and and instilled and taught you know i was i was taught you'd never come home the same way multiple times you you, you circle your house if you need to look in all the mirrors pull off right, to the right. side of, you know what i'm saying like there's all these things that are embedded that you've been living by for so long and now, as things change, you start trying to figure out what can I do away with and what has kept me here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying like what's the fine line between insanity and reality and so I don't know, man. I think in order for the world to for these look for our, low care, our for us to to grow, it's not just cover up what was there before or throw away what was there before and build something new because it can go back to what whatever you thought you was getting rid of for various reasons. It can get even worse because at some point the things that you're trying to block out and push away might say, "Ah, oh, man. So that's where all the good stuff is at. I'm coming there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm coming to get some of that, like whatever that is. I want it. And, 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 and you know, so it's this, it's this idea. We live in a castaway society. Let's just cast things away. Oh, there's something broken about that. Let's throw it away. Oh, that's that's dangerous. Let's let's push it over. Let's bury it over there. Let's. All right. So what about when when the wind's blowing, it, it uncovers and you step on it by accident or or it it finds itself in your beautiful latte driven, yeah. small puppy dog walking world for a moment. <laughs> and, and now you're faced with this other situation. You know what I mean? You, you and, know, the Sandhills mall, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that when they built that mall and when they built those neighborhoods near it, Mm -hmm. that was supposed to be like beautiful Columbia. Like, this is the place to be. And I think it lasted for 10 years, maybe. Yeah. Then I think what you just said, like, they moved everybody out, but the area wasn't developed enough. Right. That the the area that the people got pushed out to was still close enough for them to come use. Right. And then I think people were like, Oh, like, right. Right. Like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move away. Like this right. isn't what we thought. And right. then yeah. that mall now it's like 25% capacity. I think like all the stores are located at one end near the movie right. theater and the restaurant. And then as right. you go down, it's just empty, 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 empty. Right. But they have those apartments above the stores, which in hindsight, you probably should never do that. Right. You should probably never build a mall with residential spaces above it because, I mean, unless you made the rent, what, like four grand a month or something. Right. 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 Because you're never going to be able to control. But I guess having the residential spaces means that the property team makes enough money to keep the property going. Right. So it can probably exist forever renting the spaces out while the stores just look empty. Yes. Yeah, Why would you want it's weird.
1: Like, I think it's it's two sides to that. It's the it's the residential and it's whatever the anchor stores are, the movie theater, whatever that big other thing is, is what keeps it alive.
0: You got any malls in Charlotte with churches in them? With churches in them? columbia mall like the the original columbia mall has a church inside it now wow yeah Wow. that dude if you're ever in columbia i'm sure you will be yeah just go into that mall just for 20 minutes just walk through it it's persian jewelry yeah like five five or six like (laughs) middle (laughs) eastern jewelry stores yeah uh footlocker finish line Journeys, Journeys Kids, Women's mm-hmm. Foot Locker, whatever chain store. And then like three like mom and pop shoe stores. Mm. So there's probably like 10 shoe stores, five yep. jewelry stores and, then and a church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And that's it. That's all you got in there. There's not, there's not even a GameStop in that mall. It's like GameStop was like, nope. Like we got to go. So and so it's, it's just Oh, but there is there's one store that's been there forever that sells magic cards
1: and and, that's, that's still and, there. and
0: anime figures yeah. and shit like that and it's it's still there. It's yeah. still thriving. <laughs>
1: it's still there. Yeah. Well, it's it survived long enough for all, all the cool th- those cool things to become even cooler. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's
0: got it's got a convenience store in it. And I think that when you hit one of those malls that has the convenience store in it, like that's when you, that's the sign, right? Like this mall
1: is on its last leg. The companies who've been doing it for so long, sit down with the city, sit down with the County and Mm. start seeing what the overall plan is for that area. And, and that's where you even like Walmart will say, well, what are y'all going to do with that area before we build over there Or, or Starbucks? What is the game plan? Like, so I learned real quick when I see a Starbucks being announced somewhere, oh, they're about to run through that. <laughs> like that's, that's about to be a whole nother thing in a, in a, in a couple of years. years. Like, so it becomes a very strategic thing where everybody has learned who they need to be co- close to before they make a move. You know, you have to promise me you're going to do this in this many years or I'm not coming. It's Period. all fucked up, right? I mean, they're basically just cheating. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> They got the cheat code. I'm not taking no chances. I need to know what you're going to do. Oh, you're not going to do that? I remember Walmart, one of the Walmarts here had rules about who could build around that particular Walmart. They wouldn't take the location if certain places were coming. And it was like, no, if, if this isn't us and only us, you can bring this, 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 and that, but none of these places. And they debated for about two seconds before saying, hey, you know what? Everything is empty over there. We need something. If Walmart comes... We can get those other places to come. Cool. It's like, wow, like the power of negotiation and who you have relationships with, you know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous, but it's sound business for them. It guarantees that they'll have the audience that they're trying to appeal to, you know, and if they don't, sometimes they have clauses in there where you're going to have to help us pay this off or do this or do that or Give us a tax break or, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all types of weird behind-the-scenes things that people with money do to get more money with other people that got money. All you need first is the money. That's it. That That's easy? it. Just get the money. And you're going to bring a lot of other things through the door. You might not want all those things, but you're going to bring a lot of other things through the door. Who got some money to give? You have all the money to do anything you want to do but
0: you yeah. like waking up and going to work at nine o'clock every morning. Right. You like that. The whole point of having money is to not have to do that. Right. Right. It's not. Well, if I had money, I would not spend money to make more money. I would how, just have that's how money. Me and you
1: look at it <laughs> dude. I, I can't they even have, get in that space. They have pro they have become programmed with a state of mind. And, and some of them may actually love what they're doing. Right. But I think a lot of others, once they start achieving that type of financial success, maybe it's this fear mechanism of, of losing it or. And, then you know, the other unfortunate thing is a lot of people spend more than they actually have to sustain this certain lifestyle. And so now you're trapped in a situation where you've got to keep chasing that bigger amount. And me and you haven't had that kind of money. So we maybe, maybe we just lost on it. But our mind state is hey, I only need this much to live and survive and to be comfortable. So once I get to here, I don't got to do. Why do people do that to themselves though? Like,
0: let's, you got a job where you make 300 grand a year. So you're not like 1%. Right. I mean, to me, like, you're rich. Yeah. you, You got plenty of money. Right. But then they immediately. Build a house, buy a car, take in some sort of investment or responsibility to where now it's like you made $300,000 this year and you got to look at, at your bank account to, yeah. to know if you can buy your kid a PlayStation five. Right. You got to double check. Right. You're doing something wrong. Like yeah. very, very wrong. Yeah. Just, and you see the stress that some of these people go through where right. they have their normal home. Then they have like their ski home. Right. And then they may have like a home. Some of them will have a home in like a warm Arizona or some right. shit. And they're constantly stressed out about, Oh, we're renovating our kitchen in Arizona. Right. But, but dude, you live in Colorado. Right. and, He's like, yeah, I'm. I'm traveling back and forth to make sure I keep an eye on it, and it's like,
1: yeah, I never. Like, if you're gonna use it on a consistent basis, I could understand better. But if you're there, I remember going to this family's house to do some a mural, and they were only in this house once a year for about twenty days, and this place was a multi million dollar place. The rest of the time they were either on the west coast or in europe somewhere in europe the rest of the year and i'm like what's the upkeep what's the taxes like like just to flush the toilets do you send someone in to flush the toilets every month or something (laughs) like you know what i'm saying like i've done
0: that for people over the winter here with their winter houses where they pay me to just go by once like every two weeks check cause mice are a big ass problem in yeah. the winter out here. And it's like, why is this You're And I had to call one dude once because, uh, something with like the water, like the, I think the pipes were freezing or something. Yeah. He was so annoyed that he had to talk to me <laughs> about his house. Right. And it was like, I'm just double checking with you that, everything's good and this is correct and this is how you want it done. But you could tell he was having like just the most stressful day. Right. And this was one more stress that he couldn't deal with. Right. I was like, dude, you could sell this place for like $3 million.
1: Why don't just you just be
0: done with it? Well, you just have $3 million. Right.
1: Instead right. of the stress. I don't, I don't, I like having stuff like plenty of toilet paper. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I feel good looking in the pan in the uh the laundry room and seeing.
0: That's so funny. I just, I just brought that up the other day, maybe like a week ago with Joni. Uh, everything in the new place is kind of like settled, and we're kind of used to being here now. Yeah, and I said, you know, the the number one thing that I've noticed about being a little better financially. And all of us being together is when I open the closet door and there's like eight rolls of toilet paper and like four <laughs> rolls of paper towels. Right. It's like, that feels luxurious. Right. It's like, I'm, we don't have to really worry. Oh, well, we got one roll left. Like yeah. when we go to the store, instead of buying like the six pack, mm-hmm. it's like, nah, just why don't you get the 24? Right. You know? And right. it's like, oh, we're rich. Right. You know, like, right. <laughs> it's, It's like this freeing feeling of, like, those little annoyances. Like, those are over with. Yeah. I can't imagine having none of that. Right. So I definitely can't imagine having the financial means to have none of that and then bringing it in.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. Because the goal is to alleviate having to worry about, that's yeah. why I, when people are like, so if you had X amount of money, you wouldn't buy a Rolls Royce? I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't because I mean, now, don't get me wrong. I understand quality. I understand there's certain things that elevate certain things. Some things is just the hype and some things, you know, a Rolls Royce is built out of actual steel and, and I can get it. But it's like, if I only have this much, why am I going to spend $500,000 on a vehicle to go very little? To nowhere because yeah. I don't go, but so many had, places.
0: If I had twenty million, all right, I'll buy one. Right, but right. if I have two million, that's twenty five percent of what of I my, got
1: of my money. Right,
0: I don't. I don't my, think I'm gonna do that, not I'm including thinking. taxes and maintenance.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so that's what my mind is constantly going. I'm like, you know what? I have a paid off three hundred. It's not a Rolls Royce, but when I pull up beside it looks, a Rolls, it Rolls like, Royce, looks like one. I feel very good when I pull up beside the guy in the Rolls Royce. I look at him with the same confidence he has. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have to worry about certain things that he may have to, and it's just cool, you know. But if you,
0: if you ratio it out, though, right? This is where the true value of what you're driving figures in. Mm. If if you pay fifty grand for yours, and you your net worth or whatever is I don't know, $500,000. Right? right. That's, that's right. a 10th of, right. of your net worth is that car.
1: Yeah.
0: If that guy is driving a million dollar Rolls Royce, but mm-hmm. he has $300 million. Right. Your car is worth more of what you make. Right. Than his. Yeah. So you're actually balling harder. Right. Than he is because right. you spent more money on yours right then he did because that money is nothing to him yeah he may have yeah. 10 of those at home <laughs> and if he's got 10 of those yeah then it's not even it's not even special i see it a lot too with like the tell your telluride people you go into their their condo their home and they have like a westinghouse tv mm-hmm. or a phillips mm-hmm. and it's like what are you doing yeah. This is this is a five million dollar house. <laughs> you have you have the nicest you have a solid wooden bed. Mm. It doesn't even come apart. Right. Like right. somehow you like flew it in on a helicopter before you put the roof on. Right. Like it can never leave this room. Right. It's carved from one giant piece of wood or whatever. Yeah. You have marble bathrooms. And then you have an on brand TV. That drives me crazy, no matter who it is, though. Like, yeah. if, if you, I'm in somebody's living room and they have like one of those, like the Westinghouse or like the insignia, like the Best Buy brand or whatever, it's like, yeah. man, just a little bit more. Like, I'm not trying to be a TV elitist, <laughs> but if you put these two <laughs> side by side, there's a difference. Yeah, but some people are like, oh, I can't tell.
1: No, no, my so, wife can't tell. She she has a hard time. Like, I have to take her into a Best Buy and literally walk her up side. to TVs to yeah. say, look, look. And even then, she'd be like, hmm, I kind of see what you're talking about. But it's, the, it's also the things that she watches. She watches a lot of things where it don't really matter to her what they look like as long as she can see them. Yeah. And me and my son to be like, "Yo, you see how how her tear was <laughs> glistening yeah. and right. reflecting?" And she's like, "All I needed to see was that she was crying. <laughs> like that's that's all I care about." And 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 so some people don't know and they don't care. When I sit down with my LG in the living room, I feel great. I feel <laughs> wonderful. I feel all all seventy inches of it does what I need. And I'm debating if I can make. Room to go up to about eighty something, but but I you know I don't need it, but it just is like ah, can I push it you a little do, bit more? Can it. I get a little more. <laughs> I do need it. You're right, man. I need pause, eighty inches pause in TV land. <laughs> I I need it.
0: When I when I first met Joni, she was one of those people that was like, I can't tell, what, yeah. what what's the difference? You know what seven twenty p? What what is p? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, right, and. Now, over the last year or so, she'll go over. She'll have a friend. She'll go over to their house, and she'll come back. She'll be like, "Their TV looked like shit," and I'm like, "Yes." Like, she's like, "How do they? How do they live like that?" Right. And I'm like, "I don't know." And she's now she will sit down, and she'll be like, "I love our TV," right. (laughs) And I'm like, "Yeah," like because you can tell the difference. She's like, I don't know how I used to not know, but it's so obvious now. It just
1: helps the experience, you know? It does.
0: Man, I've had you for two hours. Well, I, I appreciate, appreciate you, you having me, today. man.